Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another edition. Edition? A D D. I do have it. Yeah, well it is we have an edition. We do have an edition, but don't don't give it away right now. This edition. Thank you. Yes, Uh, yes, welcome to another exciting edition of this edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I am your moderator for today's uh, session, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me as they always do, unfortunately, are... Unfortunately? What does he talk about, Tommy? I'm, I, I don't really like you, so... What, Ever, you love us. I, your life is not just, complete without Tony and me in your life. There you go. Uh, wow. If we weren't with, imagine what you'd be doing without Tony and me in your life. He'd be home with his wife right now, Rob. So exactly. Imagine, if you want to imagine what he'd be doing, that's up to you. No, but, I, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> that, but think of the joy we bring for you. You, you, and it's the holiday time, so you bring such joy. You bring to me. me joy. Anyway, joy. I'm Rob anyway. Leonard. By it's the way. a joy, joy, and I'm Tony Chiguardo. And I'm really getting out of here in a minute. Uh, but okay, today, be quiet. Uh, you won't have a moderator. It'll be just we'll, like the Newtopian we'll, National we'll, Anthem. We'll use our our guest. Our He'll moderate. You know, yeah. you know, so there. Wow. Wow! Um, like this is like we'll it's get. It's been a coup. We'll it's, get Eric. It's all, yeah, we'll get Eric. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> lovely. We'll get Eric. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you. My goodness. All right, special guest. You're no, in. no, no, no. I'm not. Okay. Hey, not okay. yet. <laughs> well, actually, we do have a very special guest because we're talking about a very special release. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't think of anybody finer, or actually, we couldn't get anybody finer uh, <laughs> at last minute. <laughs> so on the phone with us is uh, someone we've had on the show before, and uh, his name is Mr. Richard Buskin. Yay! Richard, please say hi to everybody. Hi. I'm so glad to be in the studio. I was worried that you were going to try and lure me into your bedroom. (laughs) Well, I tried, and you told me no, so... (laughs) What's his problem? He's obsessed with having us in the bedroom with him. Excuse me. He's seen me in bed. Yes. He was intrigued. He was intrigued. The world has seen you in bed. Exactly. And and the world is is intrigued. Oh, God help us. All right. So, yes, God help us is right. Rob, look, man, we're working with a sex symbol here. We just have to deal with it. Sir. Richard, Richard Buskins? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well it's certainly too. not me. We're working with two well, certainly not me. Yeah. <laughs> We're working with the Sex Pistols. Oh, hello, nice. hello, Mr. Lewison. Can you, can you clarify that Richard Buskin is a sex symbol? If you don't watch, I'm going to get you ready for my polygon. Oh. <laughs> I'm all ready. There you go. <laughs> no, actually, uh, you all know Richard. Uh, yeah. Richard is one half of the um, Something About the Beatles podcast, yeah. a, a show that we thoroughly enjoy, uh, and, and we love the two of the yeah. co-hosts, Richard yeah. and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Richard is also a, an author of many, many books yeah. other than Beatles, uh, and, and an expert on a lot of things, uh, or at least he thinks he is. So, uh, but, but, he, but he has written a book called Beatles 101. But uh, lately, you may have seen Richard on TV. He's been doing a lot of uh, interviews about Marilyn Monroe because he's had a book on, on Marilyn. Yeah. Cor- right, Richard? Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah, <clears throat> a couple of books on Marilyn, but the latest one has been the source of all the publicity on TV. Yeah, and, and I thoroughly... I, it's funny because I, t- I turn on the TV and there you are. I turn on the, the, you know, the, the computer and there you are. I've yet uh, to see him. 
Well, you you should then. He unfold the sheets of his bed, and, <laughs> and there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I actually, nice I actually, I actually have bed sheets with him on it. Aww. I've actually had them printed because. There's something about the Beatles that I like to sleep on. That's the thing I like about your show. The smut starts early. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Wait a minute. Right down the toilet. Where does the seriousness never start? It's it's all smut. So uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, something that came out very recently, probably in our opinion, all of our opinions, one of the most important releases in recent memory. Uh, It is the Beatles One Plus Package which everybody knows is uh, not only the videos, the 50 videos or the 27, whichever version you buy, uh, because the deluxe package has the extra DVD of 23 videos. Right, right. But if you buy the standard version, you are getting 27 videos that accompany the Beatles CD of one, which was originally released in 2000. And then again, uh, it was remastered or it was compiled using the remastered versions uh i believe in 2009 or 10 10 10 thank you very much robert so we are going to be focusing mostly because there's going to be many shows as you know you know we we actually can talk longer than the length of an album on a first show uh, I mean, we did like three and a half hours or four and a half hours on, on Ringo the, the Fourth. On, no, I'm kidding. On, on it don't come easy, the, the song. No, no, but we actually—I think we did three or four shows on Living in the Material World documentary. Yes. I think we did four hours, and the, and the yeah, documentary was, was only three. three. <laughs> so. And you did five minutes on Wings Wildlife. Yeah. And that was five minutes too many. Um, but anyway, I, we always bit bop, by the way. Yeah, very so, nice. um, and we always talk mumbo. Yeah. So uh, we, we are going to focus on the CD remix of this yeah. because along with the package, they decided, the brilliant folks at Apple, decided that they were going to uh, package the CD of one with this, but remixed by Giles. And uh, Richard, help me out. Who else? Steve O'Kell? Uh, okay. Not sure, to be honest. All right, but but it was remixed by Giles and his team. Put it that way. I only say it's a brilliant move because if you include this, whether it was remixed or not, because they didn't have to remix it, they could have included this because people were going to buy the DVDs anyway. But it does add to sales now. Yes. So uh, you know, it, it is a a good marketing move. But there's there's but a confusing one. Well, well, Sam O'Kell, by the way. Sam O'Kell. Yeah. Sorry. It's right. But is it a good marketing move? Well, we'll get into that because, you know, we we can talk all day about it's awesome to have new Beatle product. It always is, okay? But at some point, you know, we don't know quite what to make of new Beatle product because unless we get that third song from Paul that the others were on, there is no more new Beatle product. So to speak. Of course. Yeah. I mean, really new. It's all repackaged somehow. Well, when we question the idea of is it a good marketing move, uh, there is a couple of ways to look at it. Is it a good marketing move to have done the audio remastering at all? You mean remixing? Re- uh, remixing at all? Or is it a good marketing move to have packaged it all together? Well, Richard, what were you referring to? Well, I was referring to the fact that they had so much success with the release of one 
you know, over a decade ago. But that was a different time, okay? That was before everyone was downloading off the internet and when we still had Tower Records and Virgin Megastores. And now they're trying to market this. They haven't released it dig digitally. And it's reruns of songs that people bought, whatever, you know, 14 years ago or 15 years ago. And are they going to be able to sort of lure enough people to buy these all over again because they've been remixed? The diehards, yes. But, you know, you've always got to reach, especially in the Beatles case, it's about reaching the general public. And yeah. I, I, how many times can you keep marketing the same tracks, basically, on the basis of a remix? Well, I agree with you there, but the, the, the only problem I see with what they've done is they've released too many versions of this product. Yeah, they did. Because you can buy, if they would have just stuck with the standard DVD of 27 videos, which, again, may not be for the mass audience, it may be for the hardcores, but if you just stuck with that and included the CD with it, okay, or the deluxe version with the two DVDs and this came as an extra, that's fine. But, but isn't, that, isn't that what it is? No, <laughs> because they've released this separately again. How about, though, if they released the videos separately and instead of people having to pay around 50 bucks to be able to get the videos, having them available for whatever, you know, 20 bucks, or also having them available for digital download? Well, that, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, that's too, because that's, it, yeah. But the thing the about the, the DVDs or the videos is that the second one, which is the quirkier one that doesn't match the CD, right. um, that is only available if you buy the, the giant package. It's yep. not available any other way. So you're sort of putting it there to get people to spend all that money. But at the same time, if you were to go to Target, let's say, and say, I'd like Beatles 1. Well, there's Beatles 1 or Beatles 1 Plus. And they have different colors. The, the one with the DVD and the CD is yellow with the red number one. The other one is sort of a blue and a red. But they still have the original Beatles 1 CD with the original packaging that came out in 2000 and was released in, two, but to, released in 2010. But to Richard's yeah. point, though, which is true, I mean, was it worthwhile to have done a remix of just that and make it an individual release? No. I mean, what was kind of, you know... No, because it, I, I honestly think there's only so many times... You know, it's like, fool me once, shame on no, me. No, no, no. Well, but, I don't know. And, and Richard, what do you think? I mean, if, if you do something like this, are you running the risk that you're now again. It's it's a replacement thing. It's just like tug of war. You you've yeah. you've replaced the new for the olds. Now you've replaced the the original version of one, which are the Beatles' greatest hits. Really, that's a Beatles' yeah. greatest hits record with well, these new mixes. Yeah, an imperfect greatest hits record. Uh, absolutely, right. very yeah. true. There are tracks missing there. If it's telling a Beatles story, if it's a retrospective of the Beatles' career, it's incomplete. Definitely, but it's not supposed to be. Uh, it's not supposed to be like the blue and the red album. It's supposed to be songs that made number one. It's a specific. It, it is theme. right, but you've got no please, please me. That's because true. Of the chart that they went off, which right, is but, but at the same time, you're, you're basing it on. You've got no walrus even, right? One. Yeah, but that didn't go to number one. But I'm just saying, but, right. you got, but in oh. terms of showing the Beatles... Right, but that's not what it's about. It's about what was played on the radio, what people bought as 45s. And my problem with the whole thing with Beatles 1 has always been that the 45s and what we heard on the radio in the 60s 
were mono tapes. Okay, and yeah. so if you're going to do that and base it on that, everything should have been mono, and or based on the mono mix. Now they've never right. done a mono version of this, which would have been nice, but they never did. Right. But, well, you know, I, I when I years ago back in I think it was '87 at the time of the first CD releases, I interviewed George Martin, and he said to me that the stereo mixes back then they would do in about half an hour once the Beatles went home. Right. The Beatles really had no interest in the stereo mixes. Right, right. But, right, so, so I mean, and there again, you're, I mean, I guess where I'm going is the Red and the Blue album, I'm going to almost contradict myself or turn around. The Red and the Blue album are still in print. Yes. Do yeah. you now look at that as if someone wants the overview career of the Beatles and wants to hear the Beatles, do you, do you now say, okay, take the red and the blue? Because for a while, one was how a lot of young people were being introduced to the Beatles. It was their first experience with yeah. Beatles music. I still think red Does and it blue now become, are incomplete as well. They are, yeah. but they're, they're better to a degree. Why? I think they tell the story more. And I love her and Old Brown Shoe. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they, that well, and I love her was. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. Was, I'm just. A single I think in they America. do. I mean, when I when I was young, that was my. I mean, I I had a few of the the albums, the studio albums, but the Red and the Blue is what knocked it out of the park for right. me. Re- regardless, let's you know. get back to one. They okay. released it. Right. right. No, Rega- right. Regardless, well, personally, I think that instead of rehashing basically one and the same tracks, the next step would have been for both the oldies and the newbies who want to be introduced to the Beatles, introduce them to the videos. Right. But that, so would that it... would have been the way to do it, right? Merge the music with the visuals, and, and it's the first time they've ever been issued. Put all the focus on that. Put it on the videos. Reduce the price. So would it have been a smarter move from an audios? I mean, I see what you're saying too, Richard. Just go with the videos. But would it have been another idea to have actually just created a new because look let's face it the price of a freaking extra disc is is minimal in terms right. of production yeah. would it have been a wise idea to have taken all of the tracks that are on both of those dvds and released a newly titled cd with revolution with no yeah. because i am the walrus but no with, one's gonna buy three versions of day tripper on that no 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 no. not every no, version no, you don't need three but i'm versions. saying each of the songs that that are existent on both dvds yes and just put out a, a, a two cd set if you had to or an extended single you had to do two because you'd go over 80 minutes but just put all of the songs that exist as videos on a separate CD and made it the accompanying to the video. I, I think. Absolutely. I, I, I would, because, I mean, you don't need three versions of Day Tripper. I mean, no. Three videos, but it's one, one recording. So, absolutely, it makes it a different product, doesn't it? And, and the logic of the selection of the tracks is it ties in with the videos. Uh, but right. what if you don't buy the, the deluxe package, Richard, because you, you only want the 27 videos that go hand-in-hand hand with the 27 songs on one. But they're well, introducing then, it to a new generation. Though, yes, but Nobody's what if, married yeah. to that. But, but, but what do you do then? Right now, there's a version where you don't have to buy the second disc. Right. So what right. do you do then? As we were saying, the actual production costs of producing that second disc aren't that great. 
So why not basically give people something at an accessible price point? Well, then why don't you do this? Why don't they make only one version of the package, which would be the two DVD version, and that's it. And then maybe if you go to Best Buy or something, you get the, the CD, the remix CD thrown in. Uh, sure. Why right. not? You can do that. As I said, and the other thing is do a digital release, which we know they'll do eventually, but right. do a digital right. release. But, but what, would they have bothered with a remix, though, Richard? Would they, I well, mean, you know, know that's the expense. Well, what's interesting is, for me, is that two of the most interesting and drastic remixes amongst all of this are Free as a Bird and Real Love, which are only on the DVD. Yep, right, right. correct. That's you true. bet. But one thing about, you talk about uh, the DVD, you could fit both the discs on one DVD. Yeah. And yes. that's, that's the thing. But they wanted to have that DVD match the CD. And I think yes. that was very important because the CD-DVD package I got at Target for 10 bucks. Yeah. And it was a $10 card that you got from it. It was $19. And you got a $10 card. It ended up $9.99, which is actually a very good deal. That's what I bought the original one at the same store 10 years ago. But let me ask you this. Would we be any less excited? Would we have promoted it any less? Would we have been any less worked up over the idea of a project that didn't have a, a number on it, that didn't say one, right. and said the Beatles, but, uh, the visual, the visual collection, the visual greatest, the hits. visual no, no hits, no, the visual collection, oh, the Beatles, right. the Beatles, a vision. That's what you call it, right? And you put out a, a single DVD with all of the promo films that that are on both of those discs in chronological order, and then you put out an accompanying. Like we're all saying, you go to Target and you buy the Target edition. You get the bonus CD with with yeah. all of the you know or two right. CD with all the tracks. I, Would that have been any less exciting to to have not had it tied in with one? I I think the the problem is that Apple missed the. Ch they should have done this in two thousand when they first put it out. They didn't. So in a way, I'm glad they didn't because technology has changed. Oh, of course. Right. Where yeah. Yeah. some of the films... They could ruin a perfectly good black and white clip now that they couldn't before. Well, anyway. but, but think of what, how they restored some, you know, Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny yes. Lane. They, yeah. th okay. Those restorations are very much of today's refixing, whatever the... Fixing. Yeah, when they do it in 20 uh, years, Yoko's going to... I think the association with the original one is a bit like trying to market to people who've got the iPhone 6 get the 6s yeah yeah but the only thing is yeah. Richard, it's you know, not enough of, it's not enough of an upgrade for the general public we're not talking about the beetle geeks but for the general public i don't think you know just saying we've done these stereo remixes i don't think most people could give it that well i, I and i true. i think you're it's right true. there because if you're a newbie going into the store and you see the 2010 version from the remasters Next to the 2015 version, and they look the same. Yeah, they do. It they does. Do. If you want to hear help or day tripper, and you're a newbie, and you don't know the nuances of all that, you're not going to give a damn. You're going to still hear help and and, and day tripper. That's you're not going to know the difference whether the, you know this is lower in the mix or that's different in the mix. You're just going to hear the hit that you want to hear. So right. I, in that regard, I agree, and I think they're confusing. 
people more, and I, that's the part that gets me. I don't understand why they needed to do that. Quick, quick question though. One, the original one is now out of print, obviously. Well, I, the original, I'm not yeah. sure. No, yeah. no, because no, Richard, do you know offhand? The 2015. I think it's still available. Well, I'm sure in a store that didn't return them, but there Nobody is a did. one CD version of the new one. So yeah. yes. So, so the answer is that it's it so is probably a catalog. catalog replacement. Yeah. So if you went and bought it and, and you made sure you got the right one, you would get the one from 2015. No pun intended. See, that's why I don't know where to go with this release, because I mean I know where to go with it, but it's very odd. And, and now getting into some of the remixing part of it, you know, Giles remixed it. It's different than Yellow Submarine song track and Love. And I know why it is, because first of all, Yellow Submarine song track and Love were one-off projects that could be played with because no one was going to say anything because they were just a different project. It wasn't going to become a catalog replacement. Uh, you know, Yellow Submarine song track was a totally new album itself, and so was Love. They are but different Yellow albums. Submarine, they right. are different albums. They are different albums, yeah. Because yeah, Love no, is but, a soundtrack to a show that... You know, you sit in a chair but, that has six speakers and it wraps around you. But it's still remixed Beatles. And, but it's more than remix. It's also putting other songs. It's mashups. It's a it's a mashup. It's mashup. Yeah. But, what, you know, but yeah. what about Yellow Submarine song track? That's but now wait. Different. But would you consider? I'm tossing that to everybody. Would you Would you consider is Yellow Submarine song track? I know the other one is still in print. Okay. I know. Is Yellow Submarine song track really the replacement? It's now the soundtrack to the film Yellow Submarine. It's a true soundtrack. Yeah. From my perspective, it's almost like they're kind of reinventing history here, you know? The, the Beatles were in control of their own product. One of the, the great things about the Beatles, amongst many, was their quality control. And now we've got the son of the producer kind of reinventing it. And I, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm completely comfortable with what they're doing. I, I think if the, if the others are always left still available, Richard, is it, you're revisiting history and you're changing an experience, an artistic experience. But mm. if you paint over the Mona Lisa, it's gone. You know, with yeah. something like this, you, you we're always going to have the alternative. Let, let it so, be naked is, and let it be are still available right, separately. Right, exactly. So, you know, but so I, does that but help? I know what you're talking about, Richard, because um, a lot of people aren't going to realize that this has been changed. Who might right. Buy. And it's which versions are going to be listened to in a hundred years' time? That's interesting. You know, and does that alter basically history? You know, do people then sort of say, oh, you know, or the remix of uh, Real Love, which has got different guitar parts on it and stuff? You know, that isn't what George was a party to. That's but but let me ask you a question. In a hundred years, and forget about the second disc audio. In a hundred years, does it matter if it's the remix of Help or the, quote, remaster of Help or the original capital? It, it, does, it does for the archivist's historic purpose. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And also, too, where it gets more dangerous, I think, too, too much, is that, you know, we as hardcore fans, we're kind of like the only ones left... And our generation are the only ones left that are still even looking at the holistic nature of an album experience. Well, well, We've already gone over to tracks, 
you know, track by track with, you know, like as Richard's saying, with the digital download aspect of things, we've already drifted away from looking at something as an album. So this version of Help and the original LP opener of Help are going to be more than confusingly interchangeable in three years. Uh, and what if someone because puts on the love version of Help? That's No, different. it's not different. That's not a mashup. That's a straightforward oh, yeah, version right. of help. And right. but and right. as you once pointed out to me, and I never recorded till you pointed out the the mm at the end goes on much longer yeah. than on the the single. Now, yeah. one of the things I do on Beatles songs every Friday on WHPC, shameless eight to, 11, eight to eleven p.m. on uh, also streaming at ncc.edu/whpc. Please listen because I always have Mitch and Tony on. Uh, that's a reason uh, not I, to I, listen. I think actually while that's going on, I'm <laughs> listening to reruns of something about the Beatles. Oh, of course, of course, <laughs> a, a fine show they can listen to on the internet. Uh, While perusing Beatles 101, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm watching porn. <laughs> well, well, you know we what I knew that. You, you know, back what I, into the bedroom again. Now Tony does Beatle tracks, but and I want to ask oh you, Tony, because this is what I do now on my show. I will say that was from the 2004 Capitol reissues. That was from the 2009 remaster. And you have to remember, I mean, not to be funny, but unlike on your show, I play bootlegs. Right. So for me, I'll mention that was Take Blah. Right. But I'll say that's from the Yellow Submarine song track. I'll mention anything that's been remixed and I play it, I always add it into the back cell. Right. Because Mm -hmm. now there's more and more things that have been added to the collection, so to speak. Right, but the catch is, let's face it, are people going to care? Well, You're right. Not just road. are people going to well, care, but are, are there going to be equivalents of us four master evil masterminds ten years from now, still really being Beatles historians? Is there? I mean, that's a, that's a question for another show. And Richard, we should have you on for that one too. It's it's the idea yeah. of is there a next generation of Beatles historians who are going to keep an eye to make sure this doesn't all go to hell in a handbasket? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, okay. I'd like to think so. I think there's always going to be there. <laughs> So many millions of Beatle fans in this world that amongst them, I think, will continue to be, as you say, the archivists, the historians who'll keep an eye on everything. Okay. Well, we sure hope so. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. Uh, We are talking about the Beatles 1 CD remix from 2015 uh, and the Beatles 1 Plus project. And we are talking with author and Beatles expert and podcaster. And all-around good dude. And, and Well, he's okay, <laughs> uh, as long as the checks keep clearing. There you go. Um, his, his name... I'm, I'm bunging a few more your way. Keep it going. Okay, thank you. Uh, I, I just sent you the wire transfer I, details. Uh, his name is Richard Buskin. And I, what? I, I wanted Rodriguez to talk. You guys tricked me. And, no. and, and <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you I'm could so call, upset. You could call Florida. And we will be right back. With more with Richard Buskin and the Beatles 1 CD remix. Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons... We've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. 
Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of cost so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. And we are back with author, expert... An extraordinarily nice person, uh, Richard Buskin, and we are talking about the Beatles One CD remix. We pretty much talked about, you know, the the what it is, but let's talk about why it is, and quite honestly, uh, some of the tracks and uh, all of our favorites and such. Uh, so anyway, all right, why it is? Why it is? I'm gonna is. Actually, Just, haven't we been discussing why it is, and now we're going to be talking about what it is? Well, well yes, but, but, but... Why it is, I think I know where he's going, Richard. Is it why it is? Is it a money grab? Is it for the purpose of really finally documenting these things and getting them out to the public? Is it for the purpose of giving the geeks You know what it is? Something? Wait, wait. I don't, I don't think it's any of them. Okay. Well, go ahead. I think it's, it's a test to see how people react to if this if people say hey this is okay, then they can go and do other albums. I I disagree, and I'll tell you why. And it's also the greatest hits album, or or whatever you want to call it, singles album. So people have a different view of that um, than if you were to do this to let's say Tomorrow Never Knows or something along those lines. Okay, I, I, I honestly I, I'm not so sure though that this is a dry run. You know, to see how people react and should they remix the entire catalog? They'll remix the entire catalog anyway just to make more money. Well, so, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it's not like they need the money. It's it, you got to remember, Paul and Ringo have to say yes, and Olivia and Yoko have to say yes, too. Though I'm sure Paul and Ringo have a little more... Not They don't have a little more say, but they're more involved since they're actually on the music. Uh, I don't... But, it, but if this isn't about the money from their perspective, what is it about? They don't have the need to re-release it's, it's, it. It's part of it is their history. This is... It's how you I, I want to look back at your own history. I do agree with that in a sense, but more so for the videos, Rob. Oh, I agree with this. I, I'm, I, I'm talking about, I, we're talking about the CD, I, really. I think well, what well, happened... The, 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 the lack of interest shown by Paul and Ringo in terms of the commentaries they provided for the video... Oh, it was scintillating. Doesn't, ...doesn't suggest to me that this is about anything other than the money. Well, nah, see, I, I, don't think, I don't think this is a money grab per se. I think it was ill-advised to have Paul and Ringo do the commentary. Well, let's not get that's, there yet. But that's, that we anyway, will get to because that's, that's, another, that's, part right. of our that's way, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's out of this realm. But, uh, oh, my God, you're right. But the problem with this, well, not the problem. Giles said he wanted to make this sort of like a correction of his father's work. Meaning, you know, with, instead of having that crazy karaoke where you have the left side, you know, being the instruments and the right side being all the vocals, 
Well, the extremism of the, the early stereo experience. Correct. Right. He wanted to make it more mono sensibility, but in stereo. So that's why they did it. But no, that's what they did. That's but not what why they did. And You're the right. way I look at it, and again, I may be totally off base, but you always are. After 1966, they stopped being a live band. Now here it is, 2015. No, but you know what I mean. They'd stop. <laughs> wise ass. They'd stop being a live performing touring band. Cut to 2015, and basically anything they recorded in the last part of their career could be executed live on a stage. All the new mixes all have a feel of a, a kind of a cohesive rhythm section. There's actually Paul and Ringo as a I cohesive disagree. rhythm section. I disagree. Well, not hey, we'll get to eight days a week. But no, I'm not even talking about eight days a week. <laughs> I'm really not. All right, but but my, I don't know. My feeling is there is kind of more of a live feel. Who the, are the only the two tracks. people who are still alive? Paul and Ringo. And Ringo and Paul were the? Bass and drums. And that's considered the? Rhythm section. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but I don't understand. Price, What's the? No, but what I'm, what what I'm, what I'm getting at is if George and, and John were still alive, would it have been done differently? No, I think the idea is I'm talking about creating what I you're talking about, the, the live spectrum. You, the, the bass and the drums are, are meant to be tied a little more closely, I think. I, I understand they're more centered. Sonic, yeah. They're centered. Right. right? Well, well, they are, but other things have been spread wider. I mean, for instance, the vocals, where you've got a double-track vocal. Now, on tracks like A Hard Day's Night, Can't Buy Me Love, you've got that double-track vocal spread left and right, and... It widens, obviously, it fattens the sound in one way, but it also loses the effect whereby a phase, you know, that you have that sort of phase shift against itself. It kind of loses that. It loses that double track effect. That's yeah, true. Uh, that is, and that's, and that's that is definitely actually, true. And um, we'll get to that when we start talking about tracks. Because but it is kind of close to I, the. I want to hold your hand in, in particular. Richard, wouldn't you say it's it's sort of close to that Australian stereo that that early stereo mix yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Which I agree. again, among the geeks, that was something that we always kind of went, "Ooh, that was cool." So yes, but is, you yeah, know what? Close but, to that. But in 2015, I'm not going ooh now about that track True. in particular. Yeah, you're right. No, you're you know, right. You know why? You're right. Ter- because to Richard's that, point about it being a little bit unnecessarily. Yeah, you're right. But, but, because that track lost right. its balls. It really did. I, I, I cannot believe out of every track. Some of the tracks did lose their balls. Yeah, right. and some of the tracks is one. Gained, gained balls. balls. But, but yeah. you know what? Uh, and I'm sorry we're being so graphic. But, no, but, but you know what? I mean, th- there are some tracks. Now, forget about the early the, the mono stuff. and They couldn't really do much with that. All right? The first three tracks. You mm. couldn't really do much with it. Although, I, right. I, I have to tell you, She Loves You still sounds great. And Love Me Do sounds great, but it doesn't sound any better than the mono remasters. All right? It right. sounds it sounds really brilliant. I love it. And when you crank it up in your car, it sounds great. And the same with From Me to You. And, and She Loves You will always be one of my in- right. most Right, but incredible. you are correct, though. It doesn't sound There's better than the There's nothing added right. to that. You're right. And as a matter of fact, I always wait for the edit in She Loves You just because I it's been known for so many years. And now with this, they've even seamlessly... I think they've done a, even more yeoman's job on, on actually st- making it seamless. Yes. And and I'm yeah. not so sure I love that. I mean, t- t- part of me does and part of me doesn't. Well, 
we're, we're talking about the remixes here. This isn't the first time, though, there's been a remix on Beatles stuff. I mean, there's 5.1... Well, the thing is that there are so many remixes, like, which one are you going to? Well, you know, you're going, you're all going the DVDs the had the 5.1s. Japanese, are you going to 2010? You know, <laughs> right. you know which right. remix? But are we talking about remix or remaster? We're talking about remix it's on both, this. though. It's both, well, in remix a way. and remaster, to be honest with you. You know, that's the thing. It's, yeah, but it's remaster, all over the place. Yeah, but remastering is, is brightening or, or doing this. And, but remixing is actually, you know, like you said, taking different parts, putting yeah. them up somewhere. And, all right, so to, to the British audience. Yep. And, you know, I mean, Richard, I'll throw this to you. But, but if you were in the U.K., mm. uh, it, when they released either the capital editions or when they recently released the whole, you know, the American catalog. If right. you're in the UK and you're hearing some of that stuff for the first time with the, Dex oh. the Dexterized Oh, my God. Crap. Yeah, well, when I, I never heard it for years, to be honest, having grown up in the UK. When, and it was actually someone said to me, an American visiting said, boy, the stuff here is so dry sounding. I said, what do you mean it's dry sounding? And when I heard the capital versions, I was just shocked. Yeah. You know, and he oh, was yeah. saying that he preferred the American ones because that's what he grew up with. And I'm saying, but that's not what the Beatles had any involvement in. And uh, it was just totally weird. Yeah. But see, now this, th the way they do this Beatles CD remix of one is not continent centric, so to speak. Any, right. anymore right. it's universal but I'm going with yeah. the idea no, no pun intended it's something new it's but something I'm, new it's not something no, new it's that was one. the third yeah. it was the one but, but I, where I'm going is the idea that you know, I know what to you Richard's mean. point about the multiple remixes already existing it's if drastic. you were on different continents Continent. you, you were hearing alternate and of, mixes of course the 2014 yeah. capitals were not the ones that matched the ones that came out originally or in 2004, 2006. They switched some stuff out. Now, here I'll throw yeah. this out. Here's the funny part. Counting the new mix on the DVD, how many versions of Hey Bulldog do we now have? I don't know how many. We have four or five commercially released mixes but, of Hey Bulldog already. Yeah. But think about yeah. the, the original version. Ones. The original version from the, the Yellow Submarine album was yes. so bad. Right, horrible. But, but this is, but it's still one of them. It, but it's still one of them, and it still was. Oh, it's canon. Horrible. It was still oh, canon for a while. Song so, track. When they did the song track, I was so happy. Right. Now you have this one, and you have the, uh, the past. The past masters mono. Right. The, right. Because there was supposed That's to be a four. mono EP. That's four different but, mixes. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing. You know that here we're talking about these remixes, but again, from the general public point of view, not only is there a kind of lack of interest in that? But you've also got people who, I know this is being just issued now on CD, but eventually people are going to be listening to MP3, listening in the car, listening through earbuds, uh, you know, and then it becomes almost irrelevant about these mixes in a lot of cases because of, of the quality of equipment and the MP3 format. So not to be funny, I'll throw this out. Should anybody be asking any of our opinions on any of this? Should the person who we really want to find out whether or not these remasters really do anything to enhance or detract from these recordings, should that be asked of the kid who's walking around listening to this on his 
portable device with i with i uh, earbuds. It, it should be, but that would make for a thirty second show because he'll have nothing to say. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right, but you know where I'm going, though, Richard. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Absolutely. I mean, I mean in, in terms, well, it's always the way, though, isn't it? Because how many um, units do the Beatle experts and the diehards really account for in terms of sales? The, the bulk of sales is the general public. That's who they've got to be pitching to. And I have to say, with the overall package, you know, we're, we're kind of finding faults here, but with the overall package, they, ha- they tried to walk a fine line here, Apple, and I think they did it pretty successfully in terms of yeah. trying to appease the diehards and appeal to the general public. I think that's where they're falling down, though, is appealing to the general public. Interesting. Uh, yes, okay. but I'm glad you brought that up, Richard, because... The nature of what we do as reviewers, analyzing things, the nature of what we do is to nitpick. And that's yeah. fine, because if we didn't nitpick and we all sat here and said— You've got we, one right there, Mitch. Hold on. Uh, hold thank on. you. Thank you. All right, got uh, it. You got okay. it? Yeah. So if we didn't nitpick, it would be a very boring show if we all went, this is so good. See you. Go buy it. But, you know, right. it, so it makes for a lot better listening. But overall, I agree with you. I said at the top of the show, I think it's a very important release, mostly for the videos, but because we already have one. But if we're if we're talking about some of the remixes, there are some revelations here, which I'd like to get into now. Yeah, let's go track uh, by track. All right, so sure. hey, can I ask one thing? Sorry, one thing, sure. which is, from my perspective, being a Beatle diehard, you know, a lot of the remixes, not all of them, but... I love to hear, you know, a great sound, but I have to tell you, at the end of the day, as long as the sound quality is decent, it's going to be the Beatles' performances that matter to me every time. How do you each feel? I agree. I I also think that, uh, I just want to continue what Mitch said, that if we weren't doing what we do and took a step back, we'd be very happy with what we've been given. Yes. But is that, in a way... Uh, attuned to what Richard is saying. I mean, when it comes down to it, thankfully, none of these altered mixes, although, okay, we did just maybe say, I want to hold your hand, possibly being an exception. Uh, Maybe, but very few of them compromise the listening experience that represents that performance. Of a song that is, there are a couple is a, we'll is a fine piece of work. No, but but as you know. I really hate to quote this Paul McCartney line from the anthology, but he's in a way it, it's very apropos here. You know, it's the bloody Beatles. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, right. and, and it really is. I mean, and <laughs> right, I hate that right. line because I always want to slap him when I I see that because. But he's bloody uh, right, then. Isn't no, he? he's right. So. Oh, stop it! You have a Brit on the phone. I know, but if I don't you're, do you're, it, Richard will get have upset. Many other opportunities and reasons to slap McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't oh, that the truth? Anything after uh, 1980. Uh, um, you know, Tony, our friend Richard might get confused by hearing another British voice. Very nice. Yes, and he no, might. No, I have to get at least one, and Richard, Richard would be upset if I didn't get one I don't bad so. British. I, really I, I honestly think Richard just hung up. Um, <laughs> I, I actually have faith in Tony that he can do a better Cockney accent than Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> um, I, I, there's too much that I can say about the word Cockney, Very so nice. I'm, I'm not going to do it. But then one day I learned a word which Sammy Aiken knows. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. Uh, well, maybe I'll revise that. All right. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> anyway, you know, you're right, Richard. I think it is still the Beatles no matter what, as long as it doesn't sound like there was mud put on it, uh, like right. some of the earlier stuff. It still is 
It's the Beatles singing, and those songs will forever be known as the the greatest songs and possibly in the history of recorded music. So, yes, I, I agree with you uh, 100%. And, and the package that we are talking about really is more for the videos, but we are discussing this. So Now, I know we're going to get to it yeah. down the road, but I'll throw something out. Uh-oh. And No, but this is based possibly on something. this CD? No, this <laughs> is something that, you know, Richard, uh, Mitch and I were talking on the phone a couple of days back. Yeah. And it came up about a day in the life. And it, and it's also that idea, too, that I think with the different mixes comes the idea that if you put two fans in the same room and you ask them how these remixes affect their listening experience of this great piece of music, you could get two different reactions. And, and that's, We'll get to it. You, you said something about a day in the life that you didn't like that actually, to me, actually enhanced the experience. And, and that's fine, so it's, but it's, it's still a, lot, a day in the life. Exactly, but and again, like I said, to Richard's point, when you come down to it, it's it's that piece of and, music. And, and the only two it's things, just, the only things I will say, and I do want to get to just these two songs off of the DVD, because we've talked about it in nauseum. Right. The Free as a Bird and Real Love, um, they, you know, we've always said, are they canon real Beatles songs. Yes. Uh, I, I yeah. know, I know, you, I know, but what I'm saying is with this new... So funny, you guys both said, yeah, you, Richard Robert said, uh, and Robert, Rob said, uh, yeah. Richard and Rob, and Rob yeah, said you. yes Rob, right Rob away. here in spirit. Yeah. Right. No, me, well, I'm Robert. Robert. <laughs> but, <laughs> the other Robert. But, you, but Richard and Rob said yes right away, and, and I still... No, no, no. I, I, now I, I think it is. C- but. Correct. And the same here. Hearing these new versions of these two songs, which were the only two songs that they chose to screw with, so I to thought speak. I was going to cry when you sent me the, the first one. We, but we but what, I'm, what I'm saying is that the listening experience of these two, quote, new Beatles songs have now given me better listening enjoyment or a better appreciation of these as Beatles songs because I think they're more cohesive based on the production. Now, I, I agree with Richard that... You know, George's licks are not better on Real Love. They're different. No, it, Richard but, was just saying they weren't the... How did you put it, Richard? They weren't the approved... Yeah, the, the, George wasn't a party to, you know, including those licks. So. Right, right. But, but I'm yeah. not talking about the, the change of that or the change of his lead in Free as a Bird to Love Instead of Life. I'm just thinking, quite honestly, the production of the song, the taking away of the Jeff Lynne production and adding other instrumentation that either was added or was low in the mix before and now is up in the mix, it gives me a better appreciation of those songs as Beatles songs. Yeah. Those, those, I, I, those I agree, two. especially with Real Love, actually. Um, somehow pulling his vocal back into the mix yeah. so that it's better balanced with the backing vocals of George and Paul. So it's like the three harmonies. Yeah, uh, does have much more of a Beatle effect to it. There's no doubt, and we get less of that feeling that John phoned in his vocal performance. Yeah. And and the opening yeah. chord, either whether it's the it's a strum of, a, of an acoustic, it just adds something so powerful to the oh, beginning yeah. that it makes it feel much less of a demo. Yeah, it yeah. really does. Yeah. So those two songs You're aside, talking about "Free as a Bird," right? Uh, no, I'm talking about actually both Re- of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, real love, yeah, real love. That that harpsichord intro. Uh-huh. Is is it a harpsichord or is it a, an acoustic strum? I think it, I think it's both. I think yeah. it's a harpsichord and an acoustic guitar. Okay, but it but you know when you hear it in the regular release version on the anthology, you still get that very John Lennon demo of you know his piano and the tambourine 
and it does sound like a demo, almost like the "Grow Old with Me" demo. But when yeah. now, when now you hear it, it's such a powerful opening that yep. that strum and I agree. Yep. it's it's like whoa. Yeah, that's a it was different the, it was the first time I was actually really moved by those two pieces. Less with "Free as a Bird." Less with "Free as a Bird," but still though both. I heard them both and said, "Okay, now I understand. Now I realize what they did." what they were really trying to do and it actually almost as though now for the first time it actually seems to really well, work. I don't know if Jeff Lynn would agree with you but um, I'm a huge you know I'm a huge Jeff Lynn are. fan but but I think yeah, and, and it's and it says that he actually contributed to the remixing but I think okay. that was I think like you guys had said I think that may have been only in name alone just because mm. he probably was pissed because you know it, it yeah. was I think they got away from the Lynn ELO sound a bit here. Very much. And yeah. it, it, what's also interesting, I know, I mean, like Robert Rodriguez seems to think that the vocal, Lennon's vocal, has been slowed down a little bit or the pitch has been lowered. I'm not so sure. However, by pulling the vocal back into the mix, it just sounds a bit less chipmunk like, you yeah. know, the fact that they sped up his vocal in the first place. Which well, I, I don't like. think they, you know what, the problem with that song has always been. Not only do they speed it up a little bit, but they added that high part that Paul sings with him. So yeah. it, it sort of gives the effect of a chipmunk type. I, I would love to. Well, you can now do so much more with yeah, digital you manipulation. It, you know, they, yes. they could basically keep it the same tempo and, and pitch shift it down to make his voice sound more. Normal. Right. And, and I wonder, right. I wonder if they did toy with the fact of maybe pulling McCartney's high vocal out. And maybe Paul, what what he should have done. This is a totally off topic, so I want to get it back. But it maybe what they really should have done is have Paul sing in unison with John, not higher, just in unison. You to know what? Fill for, out. for all we know, that was a track that was there, and that's how they ended up when they made the shift in John's voice was yeah. able to add the Paul line. You never know. We don't right. know what exists as the multi tracks. Well, let's let's so. get back to this. So if you want to go track by track, fine, but we don't have to spend a lot of time on them because no, uh, the first no. three tracks we know are, right. are mono. You couldn't do much with them, especially She Loves You, because the masters were lost. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, what more can you do with that? So those yeah, the thing is that, you know, the difference between the mono and stereo versions traditionally of From Me to You is that the mono version has harmonica on right. the intro and the stereo, stunningly, for some reason, doesn't. Right. Yeah. And right. it would have been just kind of interesting to hear a stereo mix of it somehow with with the, with harmonica. the harmonica. I'm yeah. sure that I mean in this day and age they could have done that in a minute. Yeah. 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 Unless it, unless it was bounced so much because Oh, in other the, words, or unless that harmonica was added on a final bounce? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, most likely. Certainly and, possible. And, I mean, look, I've recorded on four that. track and yeah, I've bounced I so many times yep. that you can't take stuff out of the mix because yeah. You're stuck yeah. with it even after a final. Well, usually right. Run. Usually the final bout special. Yeah. So. Right, okay. yeah. So anyway, you have the tracks there. So track yeah, four. I, I, yeah, I want to hold your hand, which of course was the first track that the Beatles recorded on a four-track machine. But what do you think of of this remix? Uh, exactly. Doesn't do anything for me. It, to be honest it, with you, it doesn't yeah. do anything for me either. I, and I, you know, someone on on the boards had said that. If this was what was released in 1964, it would have been Dave Clark Mania. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's a nice, funny line. I'm not, no, I don't yeah, buy it. No, I, don't buy, I don't buy it either, but I get the point. One thing I noticed about this mix is I noticed all the little fills of George's guitar, and that yeah. comes from that, that Australian mix, which has 
almost a separate track for that, and then they never mixed it right. Right. And this right, sort of right. sounds the same way on that. Sort yeah. of. I, 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 again, I think this lost its balls. You know, we always say the rhythm section, and quite honestly, the, the love version of this is fantastic. It's not a mashup. Because there are some songs on Love that are that not, are yeah oh, that are straightforward yeah and this one I mean it's it's a it's an edited version of I want to hold your hand on the Love version on the Love soundtrack but I think Love really got it right uh, it's yeah. very very Ringo's drums should be featured on this song and this is the one song where they took the rhythm section out I just yes. don't, I don't know why yeah, I do yeah that I remember yeah that it's I remember hearing it's not powerful saying, You're I don't. Right. I, I mean, right. that, the, the fills that. in the middle with Ringo are just so lame on this yeah. version, and, and it just yeah. doesn't strike me at all. Well, one of the things that bothers me about the whole project is the whole mentality, we're going to take this, make it mono, and then make it stereo from that. And, right. And to me, that you want it mono because the Beatles had great mono mixes, yep. but if you're going to do a remix, I wanted something a little bit different, and I didn't find that on a lot of the stuff. That was my only qualm with some of it sounds very good, and we're, we're going to get to that, but there's just stuff that, why go to mono when you go into this, and then you're going to have a 5.1 on the, on, the, on the DVD? Because I do, I do understand the point of it, actually, Rob. You go to the mono to listen to the piece as a whole. Again, that's what the Beatles did, like Richard was saying earlier. They took, spent a half an hour on the stereo mix after everybody went home. The yeah. mono mix was what they intended the full listening experience to but, be. But so, now they know how to handle mono stereo. Sure, but where I'm going is you take the mono, you listen to it and say, okay, that's the experience. How do I separate it out enough to make it a true stereo product, but still not lose the Beatles' original intention? Maybe that's what they were trying to do. Did that happen? No, I don't think it did either, especially on a couple of tracks in specific. But anyway... And this concludes part one of our discussion of the audio disc of the Beatles' One Plus package with our very special guest, Richard Buskin. Join us for the next episode when we pick up with Mitch continuing as moderator and our guest, Richard Buskin, and we discuss the rest of the One Plus audio CD. That's right here on Fab Four Free For All. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Don't pause that recorder, Robert. Uh, Richard. <laughs> See, you call, you called him Rob. No, I, because I'm... Well, You're listening like to Rob, Rob Leonard. <laughs> Rob Leonard. Rob Leonard. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right so basically, we're going to come back, and yeah. I'm then going to... St we'll start talking about why they did what they did, and then yeah. I want to talk about yeah. some of the tracks. And yeah, Absolutely. Uh, how's, it, how's it feel on your end, Richard? Yeah, fine. Good. Great. Okay. And that was not, and get your mind out of the gutter. I got Mitch looking at me like, how's it feel on your end? He's looking at me with this I weird didn't, look. I seriously, you did. You I had just a weird thought look. It was, no, no, I did because that was a very weird question. How does it feel on your end? I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> it feels quite good, thank you. I hate you all. <laughs> now let me just straighten up and I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Did you jump? A little at first. A little at first, yes. Oh, that's Woo. so disgusting. <laughs> right now, Rob is like saying, I, I don't know any of these people. I don't know people. any of these people. Or either that or he's sleeping. Are you all right? No, I was just reading something. Oh, right. Wow. Rob has like... 400 pages of notes here. I yeah. never bring notes. And 392 of them are blank. You never bring notes. <laughs> no, he's no, I heard, bus, I heard Buskin was going to be on the show, and I wanted to impress him. You had to be. Uh, he, had to, he brought his A game for you, Richard. No, but, but oh, well, I, that's why I, we I'm asked. I, I feel humble. Well, no. Well, that's why we asked how it felt on your end. It, it's the A game. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 right now, we definitely wow. need we, we need Lewis in here. Wow. What, what did you to just to just give us the hairy eyeball and yes, laugh just and just, and, and and just you, ridicule us. He laughs just as much as we do. No, he, he, he just laughs inside. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> I, I do too, but it's called a burp. Um, all right, hang on, hang on, stand by. We pretend like Mark is so serious. Mark, he is. He better be seriously writing at the he moment. He better be writing. I swear to God, I'm Jeez. sending him wellness checks. Um, because I, I got to tell you, actually, he said to me, he said it sometimes really pisses him off. He has a day off or something, and it's on Facebook, and everyone's like, "Why aren't you writing?" <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Well, that's wow. his that's his own doing. He doesn't realize we own him. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, the, well, well, the funny thing is, Anita really gives him away. Like today, Mark and I went to see flowers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who gives a crap about flowers? You, 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 what, you you know, talk about the only flowers I want to hear is when you went to freaking the, you know, the Maharishi and you were surrounded by the That's flower. Right. I want to hear about flowers in the dirt. There you go. Yeah. Well, nice. then you can get with when Mark does the the, the McCartney, McCartney books. Yeah. Tune out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, tune out. There you go. Oh, now now Rich is loving you now. Well, well, you know, McCartney and I are are like this. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. 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 Anyway, shh. Sh- All right. Stand by. Stand by. What was that? Your Italian version? Stand by. That's the name. Oh my that was lord! Nice and spicy okay. Nice and spicy. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. I I, I actually feel like chest palpitations. Uh, All right. Hang on. Hold on. Seriously. It is what? Nice. What are you holding on? Guess. You getting water? Yes, yes. Hold on. Sorry, Rob, Richard. Do you have anything to drink? No. Okay. Richard, good. Richard, time to take a drink of water on your end. Just to allow. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just holding. I'm just holding on to my end. Time to take a drink of water on your end. Ew. That's just disgusting. I think I'd rather take a drink of water from the water bottle. There you go. <laughs> That's one hell of a fountain. Wow. <laughs> okay. Ew. All right. All right. Ready? It's very late here, by the way. I said late. Very. Late. Yes. All right. Sorry, you ready, Rob? Yeah, I'm ready. I swear to God, he's got more notes than I've ever Just seen. Shh. Shh. Stand by. Rodriguez, be quiet. All right, hang on. <laughs> Very nice. Right now, somewhere, Robert's going, huh? I, what? what? <laughs> Honey, what? <laughs> um, all right, shh. <laughs> 